Welcome to the Access Health Radio COVID-19 Question and Answer Show. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be discussing questions that we have received recently on the show. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us as we come to you at this time each Sunday afternoon on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This week a little different as rather than covering just one topic, we're going through our most frequently asked questions in the Access Health Radio mailbag. Doc, our first question is about the cheapest way to get prescriptions. I've heard sometimes you can get your medicine cheaper for cash than even if you used your insurance. Is that true? Yeah, this is a common question. The cost of medications is a problem for many patients, especially those on several prescriptions over a long period of time. And it's true that there are many insurance plans where using the insurance will actually cost you more out of pocket than just buying it cash. For example, many drug plans that have a $10 copay uh, those meds often are only 3 to $6 if you actually use an app like AHDRX or a coupon. So it can actually be half as much to buy cash as using your insurance. And uh, the best tool that I encourage patients to use is called AHDRX. So you can use the website at AHDRX.com or you can download the free app on your phone by searching for the letters AHD, then a space, and then RX. And the website offers a search engine by zip code uh, and your location that sorts the prescription prices for any drugs from lowest to highest. And usually the difference between pharmacies is quite striking. Uh, for example, the other day there was a generic available at WeCare Pharmacy in Apex for around $8 that was $56 at the chain store on the corner Wow! Uh, for the exact same medicine. And that's seven times more. Um, so, uh, also on the AHDRX website, uh, an app, you can earn reward dollars that you can use at places like Amazon for each time you actually use the, the function or the coupon to fill a prescription. And the website also has a great uh, amount of information there. If you want to search your medications you take and check for drug interactions, if you want to learn more about the medications, the different doses, pretty much anything you want to know about your prescription medications, you can find uh, on AHDRX.com. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Really appreciate that. Looking at our next one, I thought we might get some questions like this one. It is, who should get tested for COVID-19. It seems like the rules change every week. Who, who needs to get tested? Well, first of all, you know, I agree that the recommendations have been changing so fast that it's really hard to know what to do. Uh, initially, we were only supposed to test people that we were almost certain had COVID-19 and that were who were very likely sick, potentially needing to go into the hospital. Then for a while, we were you know, only testing people if they had negative flu tests and had symptoms. And now almost everybody is a candidate to get tested. Um, some people are recommended that you get tested even if you're not sick. If you have, uh, and it will be people like first-line responders, medical personnel, uh, and then anyone who's at high risk, like chronic diseases like diabetes, high blood pressure, asthma, um, emphysema, those type things. Um, in other words, because those people's risk is higher, they're qualified to go ahead and get tested even without symptoms. On the other hand, anybody who has symptoms is also recommended to get tested. So the question is, 
if you're fairly healthy, uh, you don't have any underlying medical problems and you don't have symptoms and you haven't been exposed to anybody, then you probably don't need to be tested. Um, if you were exposed to somebody that was positive and you're in a high risk group um, or you really need to know because you, you're pretty sure you might have caught it from them, that might be a time where you could go and you still are able to get tested. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. He is Dr. Brian Forrest, a board certified family physician from Apex, North Carolina. I'm Mike Davis. We jumped right in today with these Q&As on COVID-19. There's more to come after the break. Stay tuned. This is Access Health Radio. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We're taking your questions today from the mailbag concerning COVID-19. I'm Mike Davis. We're going to get back to those questions in just a moment. But right now, it's time for the Access Health Tip of the Week, Dr. Forrest. One of the things we are always looking for are ways to save our patients. Uh, and our listeners on their health care and prescription medication cost is a big one. We have discovered a local gem of a pharmacy in Apex called WeCare. And this pharmacy has had terrific customer service for our patients. Uh, in fact, I found out about the pharmacy from uh, patients who uh, wanted me to move their prescriptions there. And it also offers free delivery in the triangle. And the best part is that they are willing to price match other pharmacies in the area. So we had that question earlier about getting the best price. Uh, so this is a good tip for that. So you know you're always getting the best price if they price match. The number there is 919-629-6010, and it's wecareofapex.com. On to our next batch of questions. You mentioned on a recent show about people needing to make sure that they have access to a primary care physician during this time where they can be seen either in person or via telemedicine without having to wait for long lines and things. What do you suggest for people who either don't have insurance or who have very high deductibles? Well, first of all, providing access to primary care for people without insurance or those who have really high deductible plans is what we founded our practice on in Apex. Uh, in fact, when I opened it almost 20 years ago, the intention was for it to be mostly for people that did not have insurance. And that's why we, we did everything we could to reduce the cost so much and why we offered the monthly plans without any interest or anything. So to make sure those people had somewhere they could go to get primary care. Uh, so for anyone in our area who has a high deductible plan or no insurance at all, uh, they are welcome in, at our office in Apex. And our number there is 919-363-0190. Uh, they also could send an email. This is very easy to questions at acchealth, acchealth.com. Again, questions at acchealth.com. Uh, and I think that, you know, if you don't have a current primary care provider, it's probably one of the most important things you can do to be prepared during this pandemic. You know, otherwise you only have the, you know, your only option for care might be to go to the emergency room. And that's really not where you want to be right now unless you absolutely have to be there. And those visits can also run into the thousands of dollars and even urgent cares uh, can be very expensive, usually about four to five times, you know, what it might cost at a primary care office like ours. And, uh, you know, the other option is to have access to at least 
uh, telemedicine through a company like GoMD.Care or others. Um, and they provide a way for you to see a doctor over your phone, uh, even with video. So, you know, you can see people's rashes and things like that. And if you need prescriptions, uh, they can provide prescriptions uh, with for those telemedicine visits if needed uh, and appropriate. And most of the telemedicine-only services cost either a low monthly fee, like under $5 a month. So think about that. So for $60 a year, you basically could have access to telemedicine uh, right at your fingertips if you needed it. Um, and, you know, th there's other companies that do it so they actually charge you with each uh, telemedicine visit. And those sometimes are, you know, something like 30 to $50 uh, for those telemedicine visits. So, and again, remember for our member patients, you know, we just consider it part of being a, a member patient in our practice. So we do telemedicine for our patients for free. Very good, Dr. Forrest. Thank you. This next question, <laughs> it's a doozy, all right? Is colloidal silver or super high doses of vitamin C going to protect me against getting COVID-19? Well, let me say first that there is nothing proven to prevent or cure this disease yet. Uh, there is some evidence that uh, vitamin D and some prescriptions for chronic diseases like those for high cholesterol might be helpful in severe disease. Um, so it's important that you not let anyone sell you some type of supplement or some type of miracle cure on an infomercial or something else. Um, there is some evidence for people who are vitamin D that if they, they um, that makes them more likely uh, to have severe disease with COVID-19. So if you want to take some vitamin D3, just to make sure you're not deficient, that might be helpful. Um, and, but if you're prescribed medicines for blood pressure or cholesterol, uh, one of the things you want to do is make sure now is the time you don't miss any doses of that. Uh, but again, anybody who sells you a miracle cure, where it's through an infomercial or, uh, you know, telemarketers or whatever, uh, there's just nothing out there that's been shown to absolutely prevent or cure this disease yet. All right. Well, we're we're still keeping our fingers crossed and waiting for that vaccine. That that can come along any minute now. That'll be okay. I think I think that'll be the thing that that's really going to start to put an end to this is once we've got a vaccine and we're actually getting that out to people. Um, so my hope is, you know, by uh, early spring, people will actually be getting vaccine in wide numbers. And then hopefully we can put this whole thing in our rearview mirror by early next summer. Not a moment too soon. After the break, we're going to give you some valuable contact information for Dr. Forrest and Access Healthcare. And our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is coming up. So stay right there. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis, and he is board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Dr. Forrest, time for the Access Health Trivia of the Week. Well, I know a lot of people keep saying that uh, COVID-19 uh, is happening everywhere, and that there have been lots of people tested. And when you look at the number of positive deaths and cases, you would hope so. Um, but the CDC recently reported that although there's been, you know, just over 180,000 deaths, uh, only about 6% of the U.S. population has been tested so far. So think about that. With, uh, with all those millions of cases, uh, we've only tested uh, about 6% of the population so far. Wow. I had no idea. I really thought it would have been a lot higher than that. That's, that's interesting. 
All right, Dr. Forrest, uh, I know folks have gotten your contact information in the past because we have these questions today that they've sent in. But if somebody has an additional question about COVID-19 or if they want more information after the show or just information about your practice in Apex, how can they go about getting that? Uh, if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, they can go to acchealth.com or they can call our main number at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190 and it's acchealth.com. If they want to listen to an on-demand podcast after the show or want a friend or family member to be able to listen to the show after it airs on Sundays, uh, they can go to WPTF.com or go to AccessHealthRadio.com and they can find a link for that there. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Here's a tough one as we continue our Q&A show today. This person wants to know, should my kids go in person to school? That's a good question. Whoa, that is that is a really hard one, Mike. Um, I'm going to give you my honest opinion, and I'm going to tell people what I am personally doing. But I would also say that it is important to realize that everybody has different circumstances. And I also think that it is very important for children to go to school, both for their education and for their mental health. So in some states like Montana or Wyoming, I might have no problem at all with my kids being in school. Uh, however, given the current community spread in our area and knowing that children can and will spread COVID, even when they're taking protective measures or when protective measures are supposed to be in place like mask and distancing, uh, we have chosen for our children not to attend school in person for right now, um, even daycare. Um, so currently, many of the school systems are doing online learning only, including ours, but if they announced that they were all going back to school in person tomorrow, uh, I would still opt for the at-home option right now. I also feel like it is unfair for teachers that might be older or high risk to be forced back into that classroom because, you know, one of my children's teachers is terrific. You know, we think she's one of the best teachers she, uh, he's ever had, uh, but she's only one year away from her retirement. And if, but if she got COVID, it would be a death sentence for her. And it's not fair to force someone like that to come back in person to in-person learning on any type of schedule when we can't even open our state fair. Uh, so for the safety of my children and their teachers, because let's face it, uh, you know, I'm on the front line seeing patients every day and I could become a carrier. Uh, we will not send our kids back until we feel like it's safe to do so. Again, if I lived in Wyoming or Montana, I think I would feel completely different. Uh, but having seen patients die from this and still not knowing the long-term unseen effects on kids, that's sort of where I am on it right now. Uh, but I'm split like a lot of people are. As a parent, I know that they need mm -hmm. to be in school and it would be much better for their development. But right now, it's just, uh, it's just not the time. So maybe by next spring. And I think that's an important point that kids can actually be carrying the COVID-19 virus, but have no uh, outward effects. They're showing no symptoms and they could they could spread it. And that could go for anybody. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's true. I think um, one of the important things to consider is, you know, we've been hearing things like, you know, there's no evidence of spreading children, or we heard that early on. Well, you know, now as kids have started going back to school, we obviously see what common sense would have told us, which is that there is spread in children and there is spread in college students. That's obviously being seen. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, there's nobody theoretically that can't spread um, this disease. And it's really just a matter of how how much they can stick to the precautions. Um, now, do I think that masks make a difference? I do. Do I think that the distancing and staying you know six far, feet apart at least or more makes a difference? I absolutely think those things help. But you know, I've been to schools. I've uh, you know I've gone over to my kids' school during the day and had lunch with them and things. And I can tell you. Uh, it would be an impossible task to ask a teacher to enforce all of those requirements all the time, all day long with those Mm -hmm. students. Right. Uh, It's just not going to happen. You know, and so I think if they put all those protective measures in place, they might be able to slow down the spread within the school. Uh, But ultimately, you know, the difference between all the kids in the school catching it and carrying it home with their parents in one week versus catching it and carrying it home with their parents in six weeks, you know, that, that doesn't that doesn't help us that much. It does help with, uh, you know, sort of flattening that curve. Uh, but all those people are still getting sick and all those teachers are still getting sick and all those kids can come home and infect their caregivers. Um, in particular, you know, I have uh, there's a patient of mine that their school system went back to the split system plan where they're there some days of the week. Mm-hmm. But but the crazy part about that is on the days they're not in school, then she has to find family members to take care of the kids. Sure. And so then those kids that have been in the classroom are now exposing other people in the community, especially older relatives that wouldn't have been exposed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so some people have said that the hybrid plan, you know, where you're there some days and you rotate, you know, weeks in and days in and out is actually potentially riskier uh, than having them either all in or all out. Because, yeah. you know, the thing is, if they're all in, it's sort of like, you know, what some of the pro sports have going on with the bubble. Uh, the only people they're exposed to are at school and home. Um, but if you're having to bring in family members to help with childcare on days that they're not in school, you're now exposing even a wider circle of people and exposing the teachers and the students and, and yourself and your family uh, to even more people. So, uh, you know, I think, again, there are places in this country where it is perfectly safe to send kids back to school. And I think in those places they ought to. Uh, be in school because it's definitely better for the children. It's better for their education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better for their mental and social health. Um, it's probably also better for their parents' mental health. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, having a having a four year old, a nine year old, and a ten year old that uh, are only being homeschooled uh, can be difficult. But you know, for right now, in a, in an area with high community spread, I just don't think the timing's right yet. All right. Well, thank you for that detailed answer. Uh, No easy answers, certainly, uh, for uh, these questions. That's all the time we have today, Dr. Forrest. Well, our scripture this week is from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the, the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show. We look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.